much fun on Sunday morning when you're getting ready to do the welcome because Gary always says, one more time, and then he goes ten times. And then he says, now get ready, it's over. And the Holy Ghost gets a hold of him and he just keeps going. I think it's so wonderful how he's sensitive to the Holy Spirit and lets him have his way. Choir, you just look beautiful in your black and white today. Let's thank our choir for singing for us. And our leader, he's so good. And thank you for coming today. God bless you. It's so good to see you here. Look at uh, somebody next to you. Give them a high five and sit down for just a minute real quick. Praise the Lord. We had just come from our services this morning. Some of you are just getting here, and we had the early service. And uh, you can go through the halls and hear the singing and the glory of God moving, and you just meet the Lord everywhere. And so we uh, came in and heard the worship, and then we got ready. And Sunday school was at, at 9.30, and we studied the Word. We studied about Jesus coming and all the things He told us to do to be ready. Watch and pray. Study the Word. Go to church. That's what he said. Many things like that. He just talked to us about being ready for his coming. Jesus is coming. And I think you're here today because you believe that. And you're preparing to get others to go with you. So thank you today for being here with us. We have a beautiful bulletin. And I know that you appreciate uh, those that do this in our office. And I'm not sure if Janelle and, and Missy and all of them work on it, but they try to put in everything we tell them that needs to be uh, announced. And tonight is a special time. We'll be having service this morning and then come back tonight at 6 o'clock. It's the mix. How many know what the mix is? Well, see, some of you don't. That's a special service once a month we do for our adults, 20s through 30-year-olds. The emphasis is on them. They come and they bring their friends. And I was so thrilled. The first one we did, my grandson came, brought his girlfriend, Jill. And I was so thrilled that they came and sat with us in church. And they're making every effort they can to get back tonight. You know, they didn't do that before we had the mix. And I told them all about it. I said, Pastor Ray says, he's tired of seeing our young people go out the door after they graduate from high school and college and not come back. He wants them in church. And so we're having this service for you. I told Adam, I said, Adam, this service is for you and Jill. He's doing this so our young people can come and worship the Lord. And we come too. Everybody can come. But it's like Pastor said, the lights are a little uh, lower. I don't like the lights off. That's just not my, I'm too old for that, you know. But I don't mind. Ooh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> but I, you know what? I came and I just worshiped. And you can worship the Lord with the lights down. And the young people love that. So we're leaning to our young, young people. We're leaning to our young adults. And the things we do, especially for them. Can you say, thank you, Lord? It's about time we did this for our young adults. Praise the Lord. So they'll be here tonight. And if you don't come, you ought to be praying for us from 6 to about 8. We had several saved the last time. And, oh, it was just so awesome. I, can't, I don't have time. I don't want to take any time from the pastor today to tell you how wonderful that service was. But we'll be here tonight at 6 o'clock. And, and you can be, I haven't said much about reading the Bible through, but I hope you're reading the Bible through this year. We want to be in the Word much more as we see the day approaching. And you're coming to church good, and you're here this morning to worship the Lord. And we're going to ask all of our first-time attenders, or maybe you're just new, relatively new, 
Would you just remain seated? And we want all of our members and regular tenders to stand at this time, leaving our uh, guests seated. And we're going to look around and find them, and then we're going to get out in the aisles and shake hands with one another. So look around and find those people that need a handshake and greet somebody in the name of Jesus and be a greeter. God bless you.
Spirit of the Lord is. There is freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is. There is freedom. I'm going to sing it one more time. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, He's right here. There is freedom. Yes, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is Praise Him. Lord, we praise You. Lord, we sense the freedom in this house. Lord, I pray that every chain be broke. Set us free this morning to worship You like we've never worshipped You before. Jesus, be the center of my life. Jesus, be the center of my life. From beginning to the end, it will always be, it's always been you, Jesus. I want to sing that one more time. Jesus be the center of my life. Jesus be the center of my life. From beginning to the end, it will always be. Always been you, Jesus. Jesus, sing it with me. Jesus, be the center of my life. Jesus, be the center of my life. From beginning to it will always be, it's always been you, Jesus. Nothing, nothing else
Jesus be the center of this church. Every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. Speak his name.
Jesus, cry it out. Do you feel that this morning? I am healed in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Every stronghold, every stronghold, You're fighting in your family. You're fighting in your marriage. You're fighting on your job. Lift it up to him right now. Every stronghold broke down in the name of Jesus. Every stronghold shall be broken. You wear the victor's crown. 
you overcome, you overcome. Every high thing must come. Every high thing. Every stronghold shall be broken. You wear the victor's crown. You overcome, you overcome. Every high thing must come. Every stronghold shall be broken. You ought to walk on water. You ought to walk over every storm and every trial that has ever dared come near a child of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You'll forgive me if I believe. You will forgive me if I believe in the power of His resurrection. If I believe in the power of His Holy Spirit, if I believe in the blood atonement of Jesus Christ, you will forgive me if I shout, if I praise, if I lift up my hands, if oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. He's worthy of our praise. And I'm telling you, the Bible says, if you resist him, the devil, if you'll resist him, he'll run. Don't you think resisting him is when you lift up your hands and lift up your voice and you begin to praise God? That causes him to run in every direction he can away from you, away from your situation. Apparently, there needed to be some victory in the house this morning. Apparently, we need to do some battle. You know, they're doing battle in the streets of Baltimore this morning. They are doing it all day yesterday. How about you know we're doing battle here in this sanctuary this morning. We're doing battle. 
Every high thing must come down. Everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God must come down in the name of Jesus. Every high every strong every strong every strong in the name Lift your hands and give him praise. Don't, don't let this, don't let this die in you this morning. Don't get your mind on anything else. We don't care about a program when the Holy Spirit is visiting His people. Hallelujah! We are a spirit-filled church. We believe in the power of the Holy Ghost, and He's here this morning. If you need to get saved, you ought to get out of your seat. Make your way to the altar right now. We'll meet you right here. You need Jesus in your life. This is the greatest moment of your heart. You can step out right now. Go on, brother. Go on, Brother Davis. Have yourself a, a good time in the Lord. Glory to God. shall be broken. You wear the victor's crown. You overcome. You overcome. Every stronghold shall be broken. You wear the victor's crown. You overcome. You overcome. We overcome. Every stronghold shall be broken. You wear the victor's crown. You know what the Bible says? Ephesians chapter 6 says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the enemy. How many of you know we're not giving glory to the devil? He's out of here. He's out of here. I've done this a few times. I'm going to do it again. I'm going to put in the spirit it had nothing to do with me my power my words your words it has nothing to do with that it has everything to do with this in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus oh y'all didn't get that you're too spiritual this morning let me say something that ought to cause you to not be able to hardly stand where you're standing in the name of Jesus I put a restraining order. I put a restraining order on the devil. He's got to leave your house. He's got to leave your marriage. He's got to leave your kids and their influence of friends. He's got to leave the deception he's put over their mind. I put a restraining order on the devil against this church house this morning. He's not allowed in the front door or the back door. He's not allowed anywhere near this building. In the name of Jesus. Say that with me. Say it with me. In the name of Jesus. Don't that feel good? Jesus! 
praise you, Jesus. We praise you, Jesus. Hold up just a minute. Hold up just a minute. Very softly. Where are you? The Holy Spirit, God, creator of the entire universe, has more or less interrupted the service. And we don't call it an interruption. He has invaded the service. And he's come here looking for you. Christians, I want you to pray with me right now. I know what I know. There is someone in this house this morning, you have come here and you need Christ in your life. You have run as far as you can run. You're in trouble. You've disgraced yourself, embarrassed yourself in front of your family. Everybody shakes their head at you. You don't know whether you're coming or going and you are here today and the Holy Spirit has got your heart beating a thousand miles a minute and you don't know what to do right now. The Holy Spirit is touching your heart letting you know that he is the answer jesus christ is the answer for your problems for your life you've thought you could solve it in every other avenue you've went to doctors psychiatrists you've went to everybody you can think of to solve your problem and the holy spirit this morning is speaking to you to let you know he is the author and finisher of your problems He's the one that's gonna, he is gonna take care of it, complete the work inside you. Sometimes the problems have come to get your attention. And it brings you here, where in just a moment, your life is going to transform and change like night. How many would say, I went down to the altar one way and I came out of the altar another way? How many will say that with me? I went down one way. You see, Jesus didn't come to pat you on the back and tell you, just go be good and ju just go live your life, but try to be better. Hear me this morning. I don't know why the services went this direction, but I trust the Lord. He didn't come to make you feel better. Come on, somebody, say amen. He didn't come just to make you feel better. He has come. The Bible says to transform and renew you and turn your life upside down. The old man dies, the new man rises. You take off the old clothes and you put on the new clothes. God's gonna change your life. Set you free. already know. You don't wanna go Lord. back to the same old life. You don't wanna go back to the same old ways. You don't want him to just make you feel less guilty. You want him to change your life. Well, I'm here today to tell you, Stratford Heights Church, we can't change you. The choir director can't change you. The pastor can't change you. Sunday school can't change you. But the words of Jesus Christ and the sacrifice that he gave, that, my friend, can change your life. You need a change. You need a change. You've been hitting a brick wall. You're at the end of your rope. Every head bowed, every eye closed. You're at the end. 
And the Holy Spirit has interrupted this service to let you know that He loves you. He wants to change your life. Somebody is going to come to Jesus this morning. You say, how do you know that, Pastor? I know what I know in my heart, and I know you're here. And you need a change of life, and you're that desperate person. And you've come here today thinking you'd just slip in and slip out, but God had another plan. If you're here and you need Jesus, I want you to slip up your hand right where you are and right back down. One, there you go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Korabayan, ten. It's all right. Ten. Anybody else? Eleven, twelve. Anybody else? Anybody else? I need Jesus, Pastor. I need Jesus. I need the Lord. I need him this morning before I leave this house. Anybody else? Anyone else? Anyone else? God bless you. Eleven. There we go. I knew you came here today. I knew that the Lord knows. The Lord knows. He loves you. It's going to change your life. Your whole life is going to transform right here. Not because the preacher said it, because the Word of God says it. That's right. It's going to turn you upside down. It's going to change everything. You came here this morning, and aren't you glad to know God had you on His mind before you even got here? He decided to mess up the order of service completely, stop our little organized flow, because He wanted to touch your life. At least 11 or 12 of you have lifted your hand. I want, I want as many of you that will, I want you to step out where you are and meet me in the altar. If you lifted your hand, you need prayer. Don't be ashamed. Just step out where you are. I'd like other prayer warriors, our pastors, our staff, I want you to get out and come with them. If you lifted your hand to be saved this morning, I want you to come forward right now. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Come on. Hallelujah. <laughs> victor's crown you overcome you overcome every high thing must come down every stronghold shall be broken you wear the victor's crown you overcome you overcome look at me all you that came others are praying with you but I want us to join you in prayer I want the whole congregation to help you we're gonna come to Jesus right now you ready I mean it's all fixing to change everything's gonna change right here church help me let's pray this prayer from our heart it's just words if it doesn't come from your heart but man I'm telling you you pray this from your heart and God's gonna turn you upside down and your name is just now getting ready to be written in the Lamb's Book of Life somebody ought to shout out there they're fixing to write your name in the Lamb's Book of Life eternally in the heavens. God's got a mansion building for you. He's got already a party planned for you. It's going to turn around right now. Are you ready? This young man is ready, man. I like him. He's ready. Let's get ready. Let's pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
For do you not know that I am a God of love? I have come to save you. I have come to rescue you. I am a God of love, and I am a God of truth. Trust in my truth, for I will lead you into a way of victory such as you have never experienced in any earthly manner. Know that I am here to do a work in your life. I will do it, says the Lord, and I will perform it starting now. You will sense and know a difference from this hour that I am God. You will trust and you will know. Man will not have to persuade or convince you otherwise. I will be your God, a personal God, and I am here now to do this work. Hallelujah. We are an Acts church. We are a spirit-filled church. We believe in the gifts of the spirit. And what you've just heard is a, a gift of, of tongues and interpretation of tongues. And that is God sending through his Holy Spirit a message to his church only to edify and to build up this church. And that word was edify, but it was building up. Let's pray together. I think you are totally ready now. Let's pray together. Church, help us. Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. I come to you. I need you. I know you're the Son of God. You died on the cross. You rose from the dead. So you purchased my salvation. And it's your blood sacrifice that washes me clean. I receive you as my Savior. I declare you're my Lord. And so according to your word, this I believe in my heart. I confess it now with my mouth. So I'm saved. I'm born again. I'm as good as already there. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God. Come here. Come here. I want to hug you. Come here, buddy. What's your name? Devin. Devin. I'm going to be praying for you, okay? Welcome to the family of God. Did you get saved too? Come over here. I want to help you. you you can be seated the work of God's done the work of God is done not done completely sit there brother Charlie my soul's been delivered I feel like whoo how many of you love the Lord Boy, if the church would see this that just took place and would realize this is what God's really about. It's not about all the other worldly things, churchy things. It's not about all those things that divide us and separate us. It's not even about our programs and our orders. He's not about our music or our preachers. 
is about transforming lives. That's what God's about. And if we'll ever get that vision in our hearts, it'll unify us like we've never been unified before. It'll touch us and bring us together in a way that we will honor God, we'll be unashamed of His powerful salvation, the experience in people's lives. We'll also stop trying to explain away the power of God, the mightiness of God. We'll stop being so churchy. And we'll just be Christians. Saved. Sanctified. Filled with the Holy Spirit. Walking the holiness road, not because of who I am, but because of who He is. His power at work in me. Andrew, I sure am glad your great-grandparents started this church. I'm glad they had a prayer meeting at their house. It's a beautiful church. Do you love your church this morning? Amen. Where is the Medinas? Medina, the brand new baby was here last week. This is little Ellie Mavis Medina. Isn't she cute? This is her second Sunday. Her second Sunday here. Did you praise the Lord? Go on now. Help yourself. Beautiful. A lot of people do that when I preach. Davis, I'm gonna run around here today. Where is little Jordan? Jordan Blake Chapman. Oh my goodness. Aunt Nicole telling me to be careful. Oh, God love you, bud. Don't cry. I haven't had a baby cry on me yet. Little Jordan Blake Chapman, his very first Sunday here at his home church. We're always available for press, aren't we? Cute little guy. He's going to hold off the crying, though, until I give him away. Congratulations, Tanya and Jeremy. Stand up. We don't get to see you guys very much. They live in Chillicothe now, so we're glad they're home. We love you. Congratulations, Tanya. They're still part of us. They just live over there for right now. Before you do the offering, one more time, I would like you to just stand with me. We're going to pray this morning for Israel, and we're going to pray for the people of Nepal.
How many of you are aware of the earthquake, devastating earthquake that has at last report killed somewhere near 2,000 people? So we're going to pray for them today. A church should do that. And then we're going to pray for Israel. Let's pray together. Father, as we come before you, I pray that you will touch and minister, Lord, to the people of Nepal. We lift them up to you. Families that are broken with the thousands that have died, Lord, those many more thousands who are injured. We pray in the name of Jesus that you'll go to their aid, that you'll be with those. God, your people, I pray in the name of Jesus you'll provide for them and keep them. Lord, I pray that your power will be there and present and comforting and strengthening them and healing their bodies physically for those who would call upon your name. Lord, make your presence well known among them in their hurt and in their grief. I pray for them today and I lift them up in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we will never tire nor be weary in praying for Israel. We lift her up to you, God, and ask that you will bless and touch her, provide for her, protect her, and keep her in all of her ways. Lord, let her know safety at her borders and let her children and her grandchildren and the parents and grandparents of Israel, may they be, God, protected. And let your work be accomplished and done in their lives. And Lord, we pray over them today, seeking their good in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. As Richard gets ready to come, I want to share something with you. This is a little hot. I, I think it was because we were, the music and everything was a little loud a few minutes ago. Yesterday, I had something very, very awesome happen. I, I wanted to share it with you while we were praying for Israel. God moves and works in, in great ways. And we have plants here today that honor Jim Tunnel part of our church. Their family actually goes back 80-some years in this church. And we're, our hearts were broken and for Betty Tunnel. Betty lost her, her best friend yesterday, married 56 years. And uh, we, want to, uh, we want to pray for them and be with them. But you know, the service was so, it was different than most other uh, services that we do. I, I felt the presence of the Lord from the moment we walked in. And we shared the gospel, the voices of Psalm 95 sang beautifully, a packed choir, and just the presence of God was here in a great way. And at the conclusion of the service, I talked and I always share about Christ and, and, and salvation and make invitation for people to pray at the end of a funeral service. We just always do that. And at the end, several folks commented and, and you know, always are very kind, but one gentleman came down, stood right here, he waited for me, and he looked into my eyes, and he was visibly emotional. He was crying, and he said, hi there, my name is, and he told me his name, and I said, well, it's really nice to meet you. He said, yeah, I really was touched by the service today, and I said, oh, I said, well, praise God. I'm, I'm glad that the Lord was able to speak to you through that service. He said, well, it's kind of bigger than that, and I looked at him, and he said, I'm Jewish. And he said, and I just want to tell you, this service ministered to me, and I want you to pray for me. And I'm like, I'm going to pray for you. Isn't that wonderful? You know, God gives us opportunities. I don't know that I'll ever have anything that'll touch my heart as much as that did when he said, well, you know, I'm Jewish. 
So he was more or less saying, I'm not supposed to receive this, but he did. And I'm thankful for that this morning. Amen. Amen. We're going to receive the tithe and offering today, give you an opportunity. As you have already felt and, and experienced here such a presence of God, and I believe that worship is poured out of every heart that's in, in here. Today, out of the worship, out of our praise to God, we, want, we ask you to give. God asks you to give out of the worship, to honor His name, to bless His name, to, to, to lift Him up. We want to give in the offering today. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we honor you and thank you. God, we praise you for the work that's been done, the hearts and the lives that have been touched. God, it's all glory and honor to you. It's all praise to you, Lord, that you love us so much. God, you're, you're looking for a place to move and a place to work. And thank you, Lord, that you're able to, to save lives here today. You're able to, to use our pastor to speak into that gentleman's heart. God, we thank you so much. and we, we don't take it for granted, but today we honor you and we praise you. And God, out of our, out of our pockets and out of what we have and what we've been blessed with, God, we give back to you today and worship and honor to you. God, in, in reverence to you, Lord, we give, Lord, to you today. Lord, we pray that you'd bless everything that's put in the plates. And Lord, as always, we know that the, the loose offering that's put there goes to our missionaries all around the world. Lord, we pray that you'd bless them, especially today. God, have your way, Lord, all across this world. And we give you praise and we give you thanks for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh! 
prayer you pray somebody said one time they were laughing they said I'm glad God don't answer all my prayers he said because one night I said Lord just bless my head off (laughs) you don't want God answering that prayer (laughs) stand with me for the reading of God's word I know I've just got 11 12 minutes so what else is new (laughs) I usually have that much no want to make a couple of announcements before we read the word in Revelation chapter 3 verse 7. Won't you be ready? I appreciate what Liz had to say about the mix tonight. We're excited. The first month was wonderful. We had well over 100 that came to the meal at 5 o'clock and then over 350 came to the service at 6 o'clock last month and we're excited about it. Now the way that works is the young adult meal function that is for 20 to all the way up to 39, 40. And if you're over 40, you, you can't come. I'm sorry. If you're under 20, you can't come. It's for that 20 to 20 to 40 group. And we're, we're wanting, as, as she mentioned, we're wanting to minister. We have ministry to our nursery, ministry to our children, ministry to our teenagers. We got senior adults, and I was so privileged to be at their luncheon at Houston Inn this last month and did their devotion and had a packed room and just wonderful, wonderful experience and had great fellowship together, good devotions and good food. We have ministry to senior adults. We have shut-in ministry, jail ministry, and 
but we have had this big hole in this church for a long time. We have a lot of young adults that have felt like they just don't have any place and they don't fit here. They're, in, they, they are, they're having problems with their, their, they're having babies and they're newly married and they're, they're buying a house for the first time. And in other words, they got all kinds of transitional issues and we never address them. We just, we just focus on everybody else. So this is an attempt in this church from my heart and thankfully I get to tell you it came directly from God as good as I know I'm supposed to be your pastor I know we're supposed to have a ministry to these young adults and it has been I have brother Orville so many of our young adults have complimented last month and they have been so excited I've seen a change in them since we have put our foot forward to do something that ministers to where they are and so I'm thankful tonight Five o'clock is the meal function, but at six, everybody from zero to 99 gets to come to the service. Now, it's going to be funky. It's going to be different. It's going to be, it's going to be solid, though, because you heard me, and I'll, I'll say it till, till Jesus takes me home. The message is sacred. We don't compromise because we turn lights on and turn lights off. We don't. We don't ever sacrifice the message. We believe in the tenets and the doctrines of the Word of God, and we'll never compromise there. But our methods, the way we reach people on the street, in the nursery, and in our young adult ministry is going to change as much as we need to in order to minister effectively and be relevant to their life. And if you believe that, say amen. Amen. Good. I'll take that as a majority rules. The scripture, uh, tonight I also wanted to say, um, our special guest, last month we did Masterpiece. We talked about God makes you a masterpiece. He has designed you and put you together. This This month it's about, we're calling it Champion. And it's about how do you take what God has given to you, the masterpiece God has given you, and how do you move into a championship life? And who better than our very own Brian Bales, who Coach Bales will be ministering tonight. Him and Jamie will be up on stage, and I'll be interviewing them a little bit. From what I understand, we're going to have a lot of the Franklin Wildcats here tonight and their families. So we're excited about our guests that will be here, but I'm very excited. I already know what he's going to speak about, and him and I have been talking about it. It's going to be a good word. So you want to come and hear Coach Bales. We're coming into the locker room tonight. We're going to get a locker room talk. It's going to be great. So you'll be here at 6 o'clock. Revelation chapter, chapter 3, verse 7. And I'm going to condense 17 pages into 10 minutes. Good luck. And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These things says he who is holy, he who is true, he who has the key of David, who opens and no one shuts, and shuts, and no one opens. Jesus said, I know your works. See, I have set before you an open door, and no one can shut it. Praise God. For you have a little strength. You've kept my word, and you have not denied my name. Indeed, I will make those of the synagogue of Satan who say they are Jews and are not, but lie, Indeed, I will make them come and worship before your feet and to know that I have loved you. The whole world 
will know God's favor on your life. Because you have kept my command to persevere, I also will keep you from the hour of trial which shall come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. Behold, I am coming quickly. Hold fast what you have that no one may take your crown. He who overcomes, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God. And he shall go out no more. And I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which comes down out of heaven from my God. And I will write on him my new name. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Father, we ask your blessings on the word. Speak to us now in the few moments we have. Lord, let my words die and yours come alive. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated. It really comes back to what we've been talking about, what we've been talking about for several, uh, for a, a couple of weeks ago when uh, I preached on the unstoppable Christian. This week is about the unstoppable church, and I'm really going to move fast. I'm going to move through my introduction and just hit a couple of points because I, I want to get to the meat of this, and I want to let you go. The Holy Spirit has ministered in a great way. I'm not sacrificing the word. I'm going to get it in here, but at the same time, I'm also not going to waste your time with stories. What is an unstoppable church? We see resemblances of unstoppable churches all throughout uh, the, the world. We, we know the Yoido, uh, Yoido Full Gospel Church in Korea with Pastor Cho, uh, 830,000 members in one church, over 250,000 that attend on the weekend. They have services starting early on Sunday morning, and they go until late at night, just back to back to back to back. Talk about a tired staff. But they're the, the, the largest church on earth. We have in the Church of God a, a wonderful church doing a fantastic ministry in Indonesia. You'd be surprised. One of our very own churches runs over 140,000 every weekend in this church. They center on orphanages, and that's the big impact that they're making. It makes them unstoppable. They're the largest church in Indonesia. You know, you've seen Lakewood here with... Uh, they're 43,000 in Saddleback that has 25,000. And you look at those churches and you think, is that what makes a church unstoppable? I don't think so because that's great and that's good and it's wonderful, but it's, that's not the elements that make a church unstoppable. Because I've seen churches, I grew up in a, in a church uh, that was a church that discipled me and, and grew me in the Lord. And, and I felt like it was a powerful church growing up. We didn't have no more than 100 members. As a matter of fact, one church I went to had 43 members. And I was there for about a year and a half with my family before I came down to Middletown. And it was, I was the church clerk, and I was only 17 years old. It was a small church. But if I tell you, the power of God was there, and people were changed, and lives were transformed. The Holy Ghost knew exactly where it was. It was a storefront in Brookville, Ohio. And there, that little church on the front seat of Market on the front street of Market Street, a little glass window in front of it, had 43 people praising and worshiping God every Sunday. And I'll never forget the times when the Holy Ghost fell in that place. That was a church that was unstoppable. That was a church that had those elements that we're wanting to talk about right here. 
Another church that I think is unstoppable is a little church that I mentioned earlier about a a few folks who got together on Auburn Avenue over here in 1915 and started praying and studying the Bible together and getting the guitar out and singing a little. They didn't know what they were doing. They had no idea that 100 years later we'd be sitting in a packed house on Sunday morning called the Stratford Heights Church of God. They had no idea what was being birthed in them when they got together and just prayed the prayer. They filled up the little house. They didn't know what to do, so they moved over to a garage on Clayton Street. There they filled that up and they thought, well, we've got to do something. So they built a building on some donated property right there on Clayton Street. They built that building and it wasn't long before that one. They had went from 25 to 50 to 100 to 200 people and they're trying to put it in a little tiny block building. They, next thing you know, they're building another building on that same property. It wasn't too many years later when they had outgrown that completely. They were running five, 600 people in that little building and they didn't know what to do. So they went over to Wilbraham and they bought the old Grace Baptist building and they filled it up and stayed there for quite a few years until 1992 when we moved into this big building right here and here we are today an unstoppable church we've went through the floods we've went through World War One, World War Two, Vietnam we've went through all of the the uh, desert storm. We've went through economic crashes. We've went through all kinds of trouble in the economy. Everything that, that could fall apart had fallen apart through several different years. Epidemics and flu epidemics that killed people left and right. And yet all through it, this church was unstoppable. It didn't matter that in 1988, a church split came along and tried to empty it out as people filed out the door by the hundreds. But you know, God remembered a faithful group of folks who had gotten together. And that was proof to me right then and there. And it's proof to me in this very hour. We can all come and go, but God's church will stand through it all. God's church always stands. Doesn't matter if we all walk out the door, we are not necessary. Sorry, I know you think you're pretty important. You wonder if the church walls would even stand up if you weren't here. This church was born before you were, unless you're over 100. And this church will be standing when the trumpet sounds, and it'll be filled with people. Because God will always have a people and he'll always have a church. But the thing is, we want to be a part of an unstoppable church. We want to be a part of what God is doing. I don't, want, I don't want to call down and say, God, hey, you need to see what I'm doing here. You need to get in on this. I got, I got some speci- a special place just for you, God. Come on in here. We've already got it all ready for you. We've, we've organized it real nice, and we're about as good as we can possibly be, God. We'd l- kind of like your blessing, if you don't mind. That's not our heart or our desire at all. Our heart and our desire is that we humble ourselves, break ourselves down, strip ourselves of position and desire to be famous. And we look up to God and say, Father, you show us what you're doing and we will get in on that. That makes a church unstoppable. That makes a church unstoppable. Jesus looked at this church. It was only Philadelphia and Smyrna the two churches out of the seven that Jesus didn't have any criticisms for. 
You know the other churches. Some of them, they had gotten off into false teaching. and They'd gotten away from doctrine. They'd gotten away from, from love. They'd gotten away from serving, from love, from their first love. There was all kinds of things that had come in and, and just got the church off track. And I pray constantly that we don't ever, Sheila, allow this great church, this, this church that has stood through every war and all the fires and the floods and has stood through all the tests of time. How dare us if we come along and try to change it now? I'm telling you, it's the same thing that built this church in 1915. We'll build it in 2015. And that is on the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. No other ground that this church will be built on. He looked at his disciples and you know it well. He said the gates of hell will never win. Will never win. Will never overcome. The gates of hell shall never prevail against the church that is built on the unstoppable truth of Jesus Christ. We teach him. We preach him, we sing him, we serve him, we do everything we do with him. That's why I love the song we sung this morning. Jesus be the center of my life. I had to go into falsetto right there. <laughs> Jesus be the center of this church. That's not a cute little song. That's truth. That's the truth. Stay shake ourselves and stay on track stay centered on the truth that what makes us an unstoppable church is a church that stays true to christ as our prize christ as our truth our gospel our doctrines we don't move from it we don't try to create our own we don't give our own opinions we stay to the word i'm putting everybody on notice this pastor says it and i'm saying it from the front pulpit in our preaching our pastors wherever you preach our teachers wherever you teach our ministers wherever you go nothing nothing over top of this. This word of God is our standard. It is our concrete. It is our rock. You don't waver from it left or right. You don't give your own thoughts or opinions. You read scripture. And if you can't back it up with a scripture, keep your mouth shut. The word of God is our standard. We believe it to be the infallible, inerrant words of God inspired by the Holy Spirit and breathed into men. If you can't find it in the word, don't talk about it. Build everything we build on this precious word. There's enough in here to save your whole family, to keep your marriage together, to bring you out of a job, terrible situation. There's enough in here to answer every problem you'll ever have in your life. And if you'll stay true to it, if we'll stay unified to it, if we'll practice it and live it out, we'll have an unstoppable church. This church won't be able to be stopped. If we get together on this word, and if we stay true to the principles of Christ as our center, Christ as our focus, why there won't be, a, there won't be fights. There won't be disagreements. There won't be troubles. There won't be church dissension. There won't be division. It won't be us and them, and you and they, and it won't be all those things. Every bit of that begins to melt when you get into the focus and center of Christ in it all. Christ preaching from the pulpit. You can't deny him. Christ singing in the choir. You can't deny him. Christ giving you a cold cup of water. You can't deny him then. Nobody would ever desire or want that. I'm telling you, if we'll ever get that in our hearts and minds, it'll save your marriage. 
It'll save your life, it'll save your kids, and it'll be the thing that'll hold you together until Jesus comes. That's the truth, and the truth will set you free. Truth will set you free. Jesus wants his church, he's he's not interested in, oh, I'm watching them four minutes over already. Come on, Ray, come in for a landing. This plane is coming down. I'm signaling into the airport right now. Turn the lights on, I'm coming in. Jesus doesn't prefer Baptist, Methodist, Church of God, Church of Christ, Brethren, Episcopalian, or as I put down on my paper, the independent free will over the river community church. He don't prefer independence over denominations. He don't prefer denominations over independence. He don't prefer rural churches, mega churches, house churches, city churches, multi-site churches, church plants, new churches, or old churches. He He don't prefer any of those things. He is still the same God of his word that says, I don't look on the outward appearance. I look on the heart. I'm looking to see what's on the inside of you. That's where the true church of the living God lives. He's looking for the deeper signs of growing faith, fervent love, and abiding hope. Jesus' church is looking to be motivated by love in everything that we do. I don't understand Christians that get all sour. I don't understand Christians that get ugly and get mean and want to tell somebody off. I don't understand that. Uh, Maybe I'm just weird. I don't understand it. I try my best not to be mean to anybody. You've never heard me give you a crossword. I don't do that. I think anything and everything can be talked about in love. I don't understand it. Founded on the truth. We don't stir to the left or right away from the truth. We don't ever get in the flesh in what we're trying to do. I know mecca churches are packing it out these days with all kinds of philosophies and warm, fuzzy feelings, and I know it's all out there, but I'm so grieved in my heart when I go to there, what this, what we believe, and I start looking down through there, and I see all kinds of ways they're explaining away the power of God. They got this form of godliness, but no power. I'm telling you, I wouldn't go to a church that's just a country club. I'm not interested, I don't have time to go to a church that just feeds my little emotional outbursts and needs. I don't want that. I want a church like we had this morning where the power of God and the Holy Spirit can touch you right where you're sitting and we can do the altar call before we've ever got the offering. That's what I want. I want a church where there's power behind this pulpit. And if I don't have it, you better vote me out. And if the choir don't have it, we got to change them out. And if the ministries are not honoring Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ only, then we need to X them out and get rid of them. Nothing but Christ. Nothing but Christ. Nothing but Christ. And as we live that out, I promise you we'll have an unstoppable church. Oh, I'm determined at the 100th anniversary of this congregation that we don't drop the ball. I'm determined and I'm challenged in my spirit that we don't let the standard down, that we don't begin to become something else. Those folks paid the price. They fasted and they prayed and they sought the face of God. And they built this church and it stood It stood through every trial and every trouble and every war and every disease and every time the enemy tried to destroy it. And I will not be a part of a church this morning that begins to go backwards now. We've come too far. We're not stopping. 
And we're going to continue to build on the things that Jesus built his church on. Jesus. Let me tell you something. Those of you that got saved this morning, and if you'll stand with me, I'll shut it down. Greatest decision you ever made. Going to turn your life upside down. You don't even know what's happened to you yet. You don't even know. You're going to come back to me 10 years from now, and you're going to be like, from that day forward, I have not been the same. My life has changed. I want to be your friend, buddy. You and, and precious, beautiful girl. Where you at? There you are. There you are. We're, we're your church family. You're as saved as anybody. You're as born again as the oldest living saint in this room. You're just as saved as they are. Don't let anybody ever make you feel like you ain't important. Don't let anybody ever make you feel like you ain't part of the family of God or you've got so much growing to do. Don't listen to anybody ever tells you to settle down. You let God have his way in your life. And I promise you, someday you might be up here preaching yourself. You don't know what God has for you. God has a lot more for folks than they're living out. I'm gonna say it again. God has a lot more for folks than they're living out. This, this city needs to be turned upside down. I'm gonna close with this one scripture I got to read you, although I'd like to save it for another time so that I could preach a whole message on this, but I feel like the Holy Spirit wants me to give it to you right now. Paul and Silas came to Thessalonica in Acts chapter 17, and they were the opponents and the, the Jews that were lying. These are the ones Jesus was talking about. They, they were trying to get him arrested. And this was their accusation. Oh, you're going to like this, sister boy. You listen. You're going to like this. You better watch her, brother boy. She's going to get happy. These, these. Now, these, these are the accusers. Now, see them before, before the courts, before the Sanhedrin. These who have turned the world upside down, they have come to our town too. Debbie, it was meant to be an accusation. They have turned the world upside down. Now they've come to our town. Huh. Let's arrest them. Some of y'all getting it. When I was studying, preparing for this, I said, Lord, let that accusation be made against Stratford Heights Church of God. Let us be guilty as charged. Help us, God, to turn this city upside down. Let them point at us. You guys have turned the, church, the whole city of Middletown upside down. I want to look at them and say, praise God. Put me in jail. Not really. <laughs> that just went out over the airwaves. We can affect change and we can be unstoppable, Josh. We can be unstoppable if we stay focused. If we stay focused on Jesus Christ. Simple. I wish I had like 10 keys to give you or five principles. I wish I could hand you a booklet, but 
Here it is. An unstoppable church. Jesus. Stay focused on Jesus. And as we do that, church, we're going to have our greatest years. They had some high times in the past. Now I'm telling you, there are stories about Brother Biggs. There are stories about Haskell Jenkins that would curl your straight hair. There are stories about Robert Graham, Lane Sargent. I was there, and I'd see the power of God. walk. Through. There was one Sunday morning. They were up there, and they waved their arm. I forget who it was, waved their arm across the congregation. And I mean to tell you from, the, from where they waved their hand all the way across the congregation, everywhere their hand went across this place, it was anointed, people began to fall out and shout and get out in the aisles. And it was like pandemonium. It was like popcorn happened as their hand went across there. And it was a sovereign move of God because nobody got together and said, hey, let's all shout at the same time. It was the power of God. Our greatest days are ahead in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Greatest revivals. We've got a revival coming up this month. I want you here. I want you to be faithful. I want you to come. I want you to put aside every reason why you wouldn't come. Come and, and if you don't get a thing out of it, then you come to support somebody who will. Let's come together for revival. Let's get in the Word of God. Let's get in these classes. Let's get in Sunday school. Let's get in Family Life Night. Let's be here on Wednesday night. Let's do what we can do. Get in here and learn and grow together and be a united body. Become unstoppable. In Jesus' name. Father, we come to you. Reach over and take someone by the hand. Lord, we brought, we brought 12 people to your throne of grace this morning. We're so excited about that. Lord, we ask you to touch us as a church because, God, I believe these are the most sincere people. I, I don't know anyone who would not be sincere before you that we want to be a part of an unstoppable church. God, we want to lift up your name in this city and turn it upside down. We want to be guilty of just wreaking havoc in the name of Jesus. We want you to be honored and we want to be radical for you. Touch us by your Holy Spirit. Challenge us to a unity such as we have never had in 100 years. I pray, God, we will link arms and hearts with one another, young and old, and that we will appreciate one another, love one another, forgive one another, serve one another. Help us, God, to do the very best we can to be you and to honor you in this church. Lord, I commit myself and I ask all of our people together to make that same commitment that we are surrendered to you. We come after you, Lord, willing to take up our cross and follow you wherever you lead us. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you this morning. Come back tonight for the mix.